Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code Sport of Kings, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code Sport of Kings when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in the state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit national gambling support line 800-522-4700. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest, another edition from Emerald Downs, talking thoroughbred racing at Emerald Downs and uh, points elsewhere. But uh, news this week, Joe Withy, Vince Prune, Wes Petrie, our marketing manager, getting us going here on the podcast. Thanks for listening this year. We've got some uh, news this week, Vince. Uh, we knew yesterday that uh, Wednesday's card, the card of Wednesday, September 16th, scheduled for 2 p.m., has been moved to Friday, September 18th. This coming Friday, September 18th at 2 p.m. So the Wednesday races, as they were drawn, intact, flipped over two days to Friday. And we have some late news here on the Thursday, September 17th card. We just got it. The Thursday, September 17th card will now be run on Sunday, September 20th, beginning at 2 p.m. So just like the Wednesday card going to Friday, the Complete Thursday card now goes at Sunday. Sunday, this coming Sunday, September 20th, 2 p.m. Emerald Downs Racing on a weekend here in 2020. Would you ever figure that was going to happen? It has. So, uh, and of course, this is all due to the poor weather quality here in the uh, whole West or in the United States and here in uh, South King County, Auburn, Washington. Air quality has been very poor and uh, so we are looking to avoid that. And by these racing times, we should avoid it tomorrow night, meaning Thursday afternoon, evening, uh, some rain, some storm, some wind coming in and uh, should be much cleaner yeah, air by Friday. Definitely. The weekend forecast looks much more promising. So, you know, this is great news, I think, Joe, that we can be able to go with the same cards on Friday and Sunday. Again, Friday at 5, Sunday at 2. Okay. That is the schedule here at Emerald Downs. Check emeralddowns.com or our Facebook page for more information if you wish to refresh yourself on that. Hey, we have Rodina Barrett, trainer of A Little Less Talk, and others joining us on the podcast today, as well as John Lindley of Parkers. Many of you are well familiar with John, one of the Northwest top handicappers for many years. 
as uh, we look back to last week on some big races, the biggest race of the year last week here at Emerald Downs, the 85th Long Acres Mile. And uh, Vince, I was reading your news and notes, which, by the way, go to emeralddowns.com. Every Tuesday, Vince updates the news and notes. Extremely thorough, great reading material. It'll take you about 15 minutes or so. But uh, a lot of good stuff there, Vince. Great work on that every week. And uh, you uh, had that uh, mile favorites at Emerald Downs, and the Emerald Downs Zero were just, just six for 24 going into the race last week. That's right. And, you know, the big question coming in was if another twist of pate was ready off the bench, he was, you know, on paper, certainly the best horse. He had been running against the absolute cream of the crop of the three-year-old division last year. And he was ready. Fine, fine training job by Blaine Wright. And... Uh, Boy, what a race he ran. 134.10 for the mile, got a 92 buyer, and a nice run by five-star general to get second. But another twist of fate, Juan Gutierrez, Blaine Wright, Peter Redekop, they get our biggest prize in 2020. That is it. And, uh, in fact, let's hear Tom Harris's call of the 85th Long Acres Mile. Up along the outside, another twist of fate waits no more and makes a bold move as they run to the top of the stretch and they round the turn and head for home. Papa's golden boy digs in at the inside. Another twist of fate is right there in his throat. And they square off in the final furlong. Five-star general center of the course in third. But another twist of fate is pulling away from the field. Another twist of fate is back in winning fashion. Another twist of fate by four and one-half lengths. Impressive lengths. And uh, Peter Redekop, uh, very noteworthy Northwest thoroughbred owner for so many decades, gets a Long Acres Mile victory. He joins his buddy Glenn Todd, uh, a couple fellas from Vancouver, B.C. that always wanted to win the mile. They both now have. Of course, Glenn Todd won it in 2012 with Taylor Said. But another twist of fate gives Redekop a mile win. And Blaine Wright, who has just dominated our trainer stake standings the last five years, he gets his first mile win. The only thing really missing on Blaine's Long Acre, or Emerald Downs resume was the Long Acres mile. He'd run second the last two years. Uh, real close call with any port in a storm in 2019. No close call this year. Another twist of fate. Looked like winner pretty much the whole way. He was stalking Papa's golden boy, like we figured Joe got out there and uh, didn't run really wild early like he usually has. Settled actually pretty well, ran fifth. Yep. Certainly no disgrace performance out of him, but another twist of fate. Once he made the lead into the stretch, it was all over. Yeah, too much horse for everybody else. Five-star general, Glenn Todd's horse second. The press ran great for Howard Belvore, Jennifer Whitaker. For third, Elliott Bay had a little bit of traffic in the first turn and got shuffled back a bit, then came wide to get fourth. Papa's Golden Boy fifth, McCall Lane, Lawan, Hollywood Heat, Take Charge Deputy, the 85th mile. And how about jockey Juan Gutierrez, already in the Washington Hall of Fame? He is number two on the all-time Long Acres Mile win list, tied with Russell Bays with three wins in the big race now. Not only that, he's up to... 1,406 wins at Emerald Downs, 13 away from Galen Mitchell. I think he's up to 67 stakes wins, which is number three all time. He was our jockey of the week and just got word that he was the Jockey Guild National Jockey of the Week for last no week. Kidding. So Juan Gutierrez, Washington Hall of Fame jockey with a Hall of Fame week. Oh, boy. And, of course, he won the 
Emerald Distaff as well. We're going to be talking about that race. But uh, another twist of fate, the Mile Hero, the first horse to win the mile without a previous start in the calendar year. So that's a great training job by Blaine Wright. Of course, the horse's ability came into play. He's a son of Scat Daddy out of a first defense mare, Kentucky bred four-year-old. Things could be rosy for his future. His past has been pretty strong as well. Uh, and Blaine, uh, you know, started uh, Alert Bay off a year layoff in the mile of 2018. Yeah, and, you know, it, Blaine, that's a, that's a wonderful training job. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you've got the ammunition, to have a horse ready to go eight furlongs and run a mile and basically 134 flat is uh, fabulous. So Blaine, who had come close, kind of a frustrated the last couple years in the, in the race. Oh. Blaine knows, you know, he's a, a local Seattleite. Basically, his whole life has seen the race, so I know it meant a lot to him to get that win. Yeah. Saw him the next morning. He was still on a high. The horse looked great coming out of the race, and there, he said him and Peter would sit down in seven to ten days and start platting out a course for the horse. And, Joe, they can go a lot of ways with his, with a horse like this. Indeed. Well, uh, the distaff was also on this past Thursday, as it has been on mile day every year in Emerald Downs history. And uh, this was a heck of a horse race as well. A couple of four-year-old fillies that know each other well were prominent as we headed into the stretch for the Emerald Distaff. And they round the turn and head for home. And Killarney last comes off the turn in front. A little less talk battles on from the inside. And these two girls will fight it out in the final furlong. Killarney Lass on the outside. A little less talk. Patty Secret continues to gain. But moving through at the inside. A little less talk wins the distance. A little less talk. The state champion three-year-old of last year. Now two for three as a four-year-old for trainer Rodina Barrett and that uh, very elated ownership group of the Warlock Stables of Tim Floyd, Rodina Barrett, Kelly Dugan. Uh, just a tremendous, tremendous little filly. And Juan Gutierrez aboard as well as uh, a little less talk had to catch the highly talented Killarney Secret, and she was able to do it. Yeah, and I, th- I think you said on last week's podcast, Joe, that if you give a little less talk a chance to be competitive in the stretch, she's usually going to come out ahead, and she did. Great great uh, race up the rail for her. I think she's now with 13 starts here, six wins, four seconds, you know, and the earnings are getting up there. Just a terrific uh, career for a little less talk, and she's just barely getting started, it looks like. Oh, her career, uh, she is just uh, the ultimate racehorse, really. She's little, but she has tactical speed. She can sprint her route. Boy, you put the tack on her, and she's going to go out there and compete at yeah. a high level. Well, we saw in her first one this year with that real sticking oh. her neck out at the wire to win, you know. And this one wasn't wasn't as close, but, uh, boy, she came up the fence, you know, watching the replay again. She really came away, Joe, against some pretty good Pretty good competition. Indeed. Patty Secret did get up to nip Killarney Lass at the wire for second. Killarney Lass third. So Frank Lucarelli runners run two, three. Uh, Reginella was fourth. Amazonian, don't kiss and tell, diamonds are. But it was a little less talk going away by two and a half. Tremendous performance. A stakes winner now at age four after two stakes wins last year and a state championship. She's on her way. Uh, possibly to more honors for 2020. And uh, Rodina Barrett, her trainer, is going to join us on uh, Emerald Downs' horse racing northwest. Not just Emerald Downs all the time. 
But uh, hey, let's go over that uh, late news again. Uh, Wednesday's card of September 16th has been moved to Friday, September 18th, 2 p.m. post time. 2 p.m. this coming Friday for the originally scheduled Wednesday card. And again, Thursday's September 17th card, which is a 5 p.m. start. We moved the Thursday card to Sunday, this coming Sunday, September 20th at 2 p.m. So a couple of 2 p.m. starts Friday and Sunday for Emerald Downs Live Racing this week. We're open for full card simulcasting Wednesday through Sunday uh, all day for any track that's going. Santa Anita's not going to race this weekend, so we're going to get good placement for that Sunday card. I think so. Santa Anita, they've got the wildfires to deal with down there, oh, yes. and uh, so they announced earlier in the week that they will put off their opening of their autumn meeting till next week, hopefully. Yeah. By the way, the all-time winningest Long Acres Mile jockey is Gary Bays with five victories, and Juan Gutierrez and Russell Bays tied for second with three. Many of the Emerald Downs era jockeys do have two wins in the mile, but Juan separated himself last Thursday. Okay, um, let's do a couple of stats. My stat this week is two-year-old field size is the highest since 2005. you got to go back 15 years to find a higher field size in two-year-old races at Emerald Downs. We're averaging 7.9 starters per race. Uh, we did average eight starters per race in 2005, but uh, uh, that is always a good sign for uh, opportunities this year and, of course, uh, next year as well. So positive stat there. You got anything? I'll throw one out. I, I don't know if I'll complete the honors, weekly honors, because this gentleman is affiliated with the stat I'm going to give. First, Juan Gutierrez is, of course, our jockey of the week. We mentioned uh, his accomplishments. Uh, owner of the week, Greg Conley, Chuck, Con Chuck Conley and Terra Firma Farm. They race horses with Joe Toy. Seven for 24 this year, eight for 29 last year. A couple wins this year by Buckley Bay and Dreamcatcher. So they're winning at a high percentage again. Wabred, a little less talk, goes without saying her big win in the uh, distaff. And then our trainer of the week, this is my stat, Jorge Rosales is having a, a great meet. 21 wins, only nine seconds at the meet. And Joe, you know I'm always big on that one when you wins to seconds. Yeah, yep. When you get a horse that's live, you get the job done. And George has certainly been doing that. He has. Uh, George Rosales, number two in our standings, behind Frank Lucarelli, who's going for his what seventh emerald downs title seventh title yeah, yeah our all-time leading trainer hey speaking of trainers rodina barrett is still smiling off a little less talk who has been a joy to all of those around her the last couple of years we'll have rodina barrett next a uh, short break here on horse racing northwest Have you heard about the new handicapping and betting app that is sweeping the nation? It's called First Bet, and it puts the power of AI-assisted handicapping, seamless wagering, and live HD video in the palm of your hand. Thousands of bettors have already made First Bet their way to handicap, bet, and watch more than 300 of the world's top tracks. Isn't it time for you to join them? And when you give First Bet a try today, you can cash in on a huge welcome bonus. Sign up with promo code SPORTOFKINGS, all one word, and you will get $10 just for joining, as well as a 10% rebate, up to $500 for your first 
30 days. With that much free cash on the line, what do you have to lose? Get started at first.com slash bet. That's number one, st.com slash bet. And don't forget promo code SPORTOFKINGS when you sign up. And if you already have an ExpressBet account, you're way ahead of the game. Simply log into FirstBet using your username and password, and you're off to the races. Up to 18 years or older and 21 years old in certain states to open an account with FirstBet and reside in a state where such activity is legal, void to prohibit National Gambling Support Line 800-522-4700. Horse Racing Northwest continues, and uh, fresh off a mile-week victory, really one thrilling horse race. Uh, Killarney last when she puts up her best game, uh, she can be more than good. She can be awesome. We've seen it here at Emerald Downs last year and this year. We've also seen a four-year-old filly by the name of A Little Less Talk uh, run some huge races herself, state championship races, daughter of Demon Warlock and training at the bar. Her trainer is Rodina Barrett. And, Rodi, are you still smiling from the distaff last week? Good afternoon. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, I think the whole barn's still smiling as well as the rest of the partners in on her. Uh, you know, it's a challenge to run against Killarney Lass, and she ran her race on Thursday night here at Emerald Downs. She was even money favorite. But, you know, and looking back at the PPs, uh, you had outrun her in three of four previous meetings. Confidence had to be right up there, didn't it? It was, you know, Killarney Lass is a phenomenal filly, and... Uh, you know, every time these two fillies go up against one another, it's kind of, you know, a coin toss. And this time, the odds were in our favor. Yeah, well, it's a coin toss because they're both awful good. Vince Brune just reminded me that uh, last week I said, boy, if you can get a little less talk into a battle on the stretch, she is going to come out on top um, way more often than not. I know she lost by a nose. Maybe it was opening day of 2019, but she's won her other photos, and she is just gritty tough um so it was your i you had to make a plan along with jockey juan guterres to be able to challenge killarney lats at some time during the race and hopefully you know not too late uh what were your discussions like you know like i told juan you know the the stakes race prior you know we let killarney get that big lead in which built her heart and i just told juan i said we've got to stay close we've got to put pressure on her you know when the gates cracked and you know, the inside horse, you know, don't kiss and tell, put a little bit of pressure on her. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was sitting there taking a deep breath thinking, thank gosh, we don't have to battle with her, you know, a mile and a 16th. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did. I mean, it was, we had to keep her clo- closer than contention to put that pressure on Killarney because Killarney is a, a phenomenal filly. Um, but I just couldn't let her get shaken loose like we did last time. Indeed. Rody, last year, uh, you, you beat Amucho Amor, I recall, was three to five at the time. This time you beat Killarney Lass, who's even money. Do you think a little less talk is kind of underrated by the fans sometimes? Um, sometimes she is. You know, she is, you know, a, a Washington Philly, and which I don't blame them. I mean, going against, the, you know, the Kentucky Breds. I mean, sometimes us little Washingtonians kind of get put to the side, but this Philly has her heart's probably the size she is, which, you know, she isn't a very big filly, but she lays it on the line every time for me. Yeah, you know, I saw Juan Gutierrez uh, sometime after, or late last Thursday night, after he'd won both big races, and uh, I said, boy, you got to be proud of that a little less talk, and he, he put his hand up about to nose level of himself, like, she's this high, you know, and, uh, but boy, she's got a heart that, that's bigger than hers, just like you said, uh, yeah. yeah, you just can't teach that uh, competitiveness. Um, so uh, yeah, the plan worked. You laid off 
Killarney last won Aster a little bit after the three-eighths pole and the turn. And uh, if there's any horse on the grounds that you may be able to ask uh, 50 yards earlier than you really want to, it's probably her because she is just going to give it to you, isn't she? Yes, she will. She'll, I mean, she will try her absolute eyeballs out for you. She'll give you every last ounce. She's just gritty. And there's, there's, there's talent. She's a gritty fairy. Yes, absolutely. Rody Barrett joining us, and uh, there's talent there too, Vince. You bet. And it's been almost a week, well, six days since her big victory, Rody. How'd she come out of the race, and what, what are you guys looking for next? Um, she came out of the race absolutely great. Um, actually, better than the races um, prior. We've been kind of, you know, battling a few smaller little horse racing things, and this by far has been the best she's came out of a race. Um, we are actually looking at the Walk Cup coming the, up on October first. That's right, the Washington Cup for fillies and mares three and up, and a little less talk headed right toward that boy sprinter routes uh just has been a joy to watch compete and again there, there's a lot of talent there too she has outrun some really good fillies boy blaine wright's always stocked and of course frank lucarelli had two solid horses in there but roadie barrett won the distaff with a little less talk uh just a tremendous night at emerald downs last thursday um Let's talk about my utter mama's a paint. Uh, first time starting two-year-old baby Haynes, his nickname growing up, um, and Tim Floyd wrote a book about that whole story. Rody? Yep. No, he's a very nice little colt. Um, I think they will do very well with him. I definitely think he's going to be needing two turns. Um, he'll have a lot of fun in that Godstein. It'll be a fun fun race to watch with him. And he's run one time, and he really came running in that sprint, didn't he? Yes, he did. He definitely came close and definitely was, you know, looking for more of that ground. Um, Juan rode a phenomenal race on him, kind of got boxed in behind a few horses. But with two turns, I think he's definitely one to maybe watch out for. Yeah, learning experience in his debut. uh, Learned well. Boy, he really came on. Watching the race toward the end with a little less talk, Rodina, that was, no one seems to have more fun than your ownership group. You guys were absolutely having a blast. Uh, Tim Floyd, I believe, is a Kelly Dugan, yourself. Um, There was a lot of hooting and hollering there. Oh, yes, absolutely. We have definitely a great group on her and, you know, all the Warlock partners and everything. It's an amazing group to train for. Everyone, all for the horse, you know, win, lose, or draw, we, we definitely play fair. But, no, Leslie's group is a very, very great group to be with. Rody Barrett, Rodina Barrett, our guest, and uh, Rody uh, Demon Warlock himself uh, was a lot like a little less talk on the track. He was fast, and he was game as well, and he has put that into her, and she has accepted it for just thrills for local race fans and some very nice earnings and accomplishments for the ownership group. Hey, uh, well, I'm gonna we, we do make selections on this podcast, and uh, I'm gonna pick one of your horses coming up. Uh, she's actually uh, he's actually gonna race. Let's make it a she. Her name is Unlimited Data Plan. She's racing on Friday now, 2 p.m. on Friday is the first race. She's in the sixth, and I think her last race was a lot better than looks, Rody. What do you think when she ran unplaced? Yes, I absolutely love this filly. Um, she's learned a lot. Um, Serapio's back on her. She's been training great. Um, I'm super excited to unleash her from the gate on Friday. 
Yeah, she had a rough trip. Uh, Sunshine Beach was really awesome in that race. And Unlimited Data Plan tried to make a couple moves. She ran into some trouble. Uh, uh, she actually didn't start all that great and then had some trouble in the stretch. Uh, yeah, definitely a better than looks race. She is in the sixth race, number four at four to one on Vince Bruins morning line. Unlimited Data Plan on Friday. A little less talk headed toward the Washington Cup. My utter mama's a paint. Uh, his next race, looking at the Gottstein, huh? Yep, okay. we sure are. Rody, uh, super stuff. Uh, it uh, just keeps going with a little less talk. She's been that good. And uh, you have been in charge, a tribute to your training as well. So thanks for joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Absolutely, you guys. It's a pleasure. Thanks for being, thanks, pa- being patient, too, over the last... Yeah, uh, that's not a problem. <laughs> okay, thanks, Rody. Rody, Rody Barrett joining us. Uh, yeah, you know, you just marvel at that horse. It started last year, Vince, a little less talk. Uh, she got beat in a three-way photo. I think Classic Leah won it on op- opening day of 2019. Yeah. But then she came back and um, ran just, second in the stake, beaten several lengths, I think, by Mucho Moore. That's correct. And then it was in this, I think it's the Seattle Stakes. They hooked up at about the quarter pole, and it, <laughs> they got to mid-stretch, and all of a sudden it dawned on me, this the little less talk isn't going anywhere. And she just outgamed a good horse there. And that that kind of really stamped her as, as really not, not just a game horse, but a very talented horse. And then uh, the next stake... Uh, gosh, she I ran against of Colts, of, of course, in the Derby. But she ran that. Uh, she was wide on both turns in the next Philly stake that Twirling Devon, I, th- I believe, Yeah, that won. might have been the Irish day. The Irish day. Yeah. There you go. And uh, that was just super impressive. Every horseman came out of that. Boy, did you see a little less talk? She was four wide in the first turn, five wide in the second. She never gave an inch. And, you know, she didn't win that day. But uh, she went on to some good things last year. And, you know... She was probably in the toughest race in North America in 2020. I mean, I've said that, but if you look at that race down in Southern California, uh, yep. Uh, well, I think it was uh, Autumn Miss. Every the same Philly. race Bell Hill won a few years ago. Yeah, no, it was an impossible oh, race. Right. It was a Grade Three race with Grade One and Grade Two horses, and they were all on tilt, ready yeah. to run their best. Anyway, a uh, little less talk. Okay, so. Um, we uh trivia we didn't get an answer last week uh people were concentrating on handicapping the mile would another twist of fate be ready off the layoff or not the question related to the long acres mile who's the oldest trainer to win the mile in the past 50 years 1970 to 2020 well we know that wasn't broken this year because blaine's still a young man that's right charlie whittingham Came up in 1987 with Judge Angelucci. The famed bald eagle. Yeah, he was 74 years, four months old. Howard Belvoir won it in 2018 with Barkley, 74 years, one month old. Howard doesn't look 70. Howard looks... He'd be 76 now. He looks great for his age, yeah. Oh, fantastic. And he could have broken that with the press who ran very well for third. But Charlie Whittingham, the oldest trainer to win the mile in the last 50 years at 74 years, four months. Uh, The new... Trivia question. Uh, This isn't going to be too easy, but give it a shot. We'll have an Emerald Downs ball cap for you. I've got a few caps under my desk there waiting to give away. Uh, Who's the leading Washington bread earner right now? September 16th, 2020. For 2020. Yeah, for 2020, this calendar year, who's the leading Washington bread earning horse? It's pretty tight among about five or six at the top, so 
things could change, but there is a leader right now. If you know that, send it to trivia at emeralddowns.com. Trivia at emeralddowns.com for the trivia answer this week. And let's uh, take a short time out. We'll come back with John Lindley of Parkers here on Horse Racing Northwest. Muckleshoot Casino is your destination for more than 3,000 gaming machines, action-packed table games, and the largest smoke-free area in the state, plus a newly remodeled casino floor and new center bar. Use your player's club card to earn points for free play, meals, or cash back. Muckleshoot Casino, the biggest and best in the Northwest. Visit us online to learn more about our safety measures. Horse Racing Northwest continues as we head into our 13th week at Emerald Downs here in 2020. And again, that schedule change, Friday at 2 p.m., Sunday at 2 p.m. this week. Friday, September 18th at 2 p.m. and Sunday, September 20th at 2 p.m. Those days rescheduled from the normal Wednesday, Thursday uh, scheduling here at Emerald Downs due to the bad other uh, weather quality in the area. Let's go to the phone lines right now and our good friend John Lindley of Parker's uh, top Northwest handicapper. And uh, John, you haven't missed too many days either in Emerald Downs history, have you? Oh, hey, Joe and Vince. No, I haven't. I think I've missed one day of live racing because I got really badly hurt in a soccer game. Other than that, wow. that was about it. You're but, better than um, me. Yeah, well, you, you had a vacation once, remember? I went, uh, yeah, I did. I, I went to see my father in the Honor Flight program in 2014, missed a couple days there. And, yeah, I did take a vacation. I missed a weekday back in way back when, or, but uh, probably more than I remember. But that's a heck of a record. John does just a fantastic job. We have uh, mentioned it several times over the years because it deserves mention, mentioning Vince. His trip notes at emeralddowns.com. Yes, uh, absolutely. It's probably one of the best services free at a track at anywhere in North America. And I know doing my morning line, they come in extremely handy to get a detailed account of what uh, each horse might have encountered in its previous start or start. So yeah, just excellent, superior stuff. Super job. Uh, John really knows how to watch a horse race. He makes notes during the race live, even when he's talking to you, but then he'll... uh, He'll watch the tapes as many times as he needs to for as many horses that uh, might not have uh, your standard trip from the gate to the wire. And uh, thanks for that service, John. Uh, Just invaluable. And we all use it. And I'm sure you use it in your handicapping as well. Yeah, I think, you know, especially this year with a couple of reasons. Once I think we've had bigger field sizes, or at least we started off in the first couple of months with it. And there were significant horses that mm-hmm. a number of horses that had significantly poor trips and the other thing which you know you've mentioned on the tv show on occasion when you're doing the live broadcast is some of the nights we've had a pretty strong um inside rail where the, the inside of the track has been pretty good and you know being three wide on that type of track when originally wouldn't be that big of a deal if it was a track that didn't have that type of um maybe the inside being good but when it does, and then the trip notes become even more valuable because that can totally flip a race. And for example, when you had um, a little less talk in uh, the Frank Lurelli's horse, when they ran one, two in the sprint, it kind of reversed positions on a track on mile day where the, the surface was a little more even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, good point. Yeah, the, uh, the wide trips are all noted from John, and then uh, you need to take your further notes on and make your notations on which days uh, which we've had had uh, some inside 
uh, rail biases here at Emerald Downs. Just uh, horses really doing well, either on the lead or closing up the rail. So John Lindley joining us, and John does Parker's. Uh, Parker's is still available, even though uh, we don't have all our customer service centers open, John, and we're not uh, selling things here at Emerald Downs other than our paddock, uh, or excuse me, the... Uh, the grill down by the, uh, what's the name of that place down there at the south end? The paddock Grill? Well, now the Paddock Grill's right up above the paddock. It's down there. Oh, Trackside, yes. Trackside Deli, I think. That it is. is it. Trackside Deli, okay. right where we're the simulcasting area is yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. As I digressed into oblivion there, John, uh, how about it? Uh, the uh, original question, which was, uh, what was it? Where the was Long it? Acres Mile. We were going to talk. Yeah. And, and John felt like we did, Joe. If another twist of fate kind of ran his race, he was going to be double tough. John, uh, what about another twist of fate coming in? I know you picked him on top. Uh, those workouts were tremendous. His dirt uh, prowess, his uh, company kept, uh, you know, you had to see those works on paper. Yeah, I think... As, as Vince just mentioned, I think when you open and you look at the field and you saw his races prior to the Preakness, it looked like he had a huge advantage. And the main qu- or two questions for me. The first question is, would he be ready after that long of a layoff? And we do know a couple of years ago that Alert Bay had been off, I think, 13 months going into the mile and ran a pretty good second. And that's the same barn. Um, and then the other po- question was, what was his price going to be? And, um, you know, I thought it was even possible he would be odds on. And I'd be like, you know, he's the horse to beat. It's quite obvious off of that, those, that pre-preakness form there. And um, those workouts were good, as you mentioned. And the fact that Juan Gutierrez was on it and the horse shipped up here versus some others that didn't ship up were all really positive factors. And you just, he had some questions to answer there. But I think going into the first turn, those questions were answered. The horse was full of run. He's in good position. Juan got him really in good position into that first turn. And from then on out, it was just kind of a matter of, you know, at what point would he take the lead? And he won pretty comfortably. And I'm hoping to see him in the future uh, this summer or even into the fall, obviously, and continue to uh, maybe get back to that form he had right before the Preakness and win some bigger races in addition to the Long Acres Mile. Yeah, boy, uh, he kept top, top company last year. And uh, other than the Preakness Stakes, he was one of the better three-year-olds in North America. And uh, he came out of that race, just uh, needed a little time off. He got the time. He got a lot of time. And uh, Blaine had him ready. So, yeah, the sky is the limit for another twist of fate, winning the Long Acres Mile. And uh, let's hope we see him this fall. Uh, I was What I was going to say was uh, Parker's. It is still available, correct? Yes, only online this year. Yep. Um, it's parkerspicks.com, and it's discounted this year because I'm only doing just the Emerald Downs races. Uh, of course, there's more of those. We're running 10, 11 uh, on, on a, any given day, whereas last year, you know, we run between 7 and usually 10 on the weekend. And um, we got, what, six, seven more weeks of the meet here, and then hopefully next year we'll be back to a full, a full schedule. But I noticed that we're moving to Friday and Sunday, so we're kind of slowly moving back into a normal schedule, <laughs> as we, as we, even though it's for a different reason. But, you know, between that and football getting started, hopefully we're on a positive move up towards um, some sort of normalcy as we get towards the winter. John, we watched uh, and we had Rodina Baird on before you. I guess we should get your thoughts on the, a nice Emerald Distaff this year and uh, your impressions on that race. You know, one thing, you can't say anything negative at all about uh, the winner of that race. That horse has shown up pretty much every time. Even when she's gotten beat, she's had significant excuses. And 
the race set up a little better for her this time because uh, there were two horses that pushed each other early going into the first turn, and then she just sat off the favorite all the way around the track. But in the stretch, she was she just took command of that race, and there was no beating her. And you know, a horse that can sprint, that can route, that has good tactical speed, is always super dangerous. But she shows up every time, and you know, it'll be interesting to see what she'll do in the future too, because she's still relatively young. Yep. So hopefully, we'll see her for over the next few years. Um, you know, one advantage of a as everybody knows, as a filly and mare versus, you know, a, a colt is, you know, the stud value maybe not be as high so they can race a little longer. And I'm sure the local connection just want to see her keep going and maybe we'll see her. Uh, I don't know if we'll see her before the end of this meet, but hopefully we'll see her next year for sure. Yeah, October 1st, the Washington Cup for fillies and mares three and up. Rody Barrett is headed toward that with a little less talk. And yeah, longevity for her as long as she can stay uh just the way she is physically because she has it mentally let's face it she you cannot teach what she has as far as tenacity and and will to win that is uh uh something that she'll always have so uh really good effort there and yeah you brought up and so did roadie uh the fact that don't kiss and tell on that clubhouse turn did put a little pressure yeah. on killarney last for about i uh, thought drawn inside that might happen yeah and that uh, probably didn't hurt uh, a little less talks chances in the end. Anyway, she was a clear winner of the distaff. John Lindley. Uh, John, uh, there's a horse called Dutton in. He was scheduled for Wednesday. Now he's going to be racing on Friday. Again, Emerald Downs at Friday and Sunday this week at 2 p.m. start each day. Uh, boy, how impressive was Dutton in his career debut? You know, I mean, I know going into that race, he had been entered in a race, a maiden race, and he was scratched because he had some issues at the gate, and he wasn't drawing a ton of money in that race. I mean, he's drawn some, but not, you know, like, you know, to kind of prelude what he did. But you're right. As soon as those gates opened um, in, the, in that stakes race, I mean, he completely dominated. Just, I mean, he just absolutely dominated going into the turn. And the, the horse had one of the favorites in the race who's also running against him. Uh, when we when we do start the races back up, just kind of threw in the towel, leaving the turn there and toss his head up in the air and you know verbally at least you know want to don't know what he was thinking but i think he was saying I, I don't want any part of this and that was john's on point but he'll probably run a lot better when they do meet but it was a super impressive race i was more impressed with the fact that he went as fast as he did for the first quarter and second quarter and at six and a half and was still able to you know completely dominate that is not an easy distance to make your debut at six and a half very few horses can break their maiden when starting first out like that um and be able to do it the way he did it going 21 3 44 flat on a day that the rail was kind of good but not maybe you know completely dominant there it was awful impressive i'm sure he'll be a big favorite when we start up again on friday but he definitely looks to have a lot of talent as you mentioned, and Vince knows, this barn has done very, very well with two-year-olds and has dominated more recently, but all since the beginning of Emerald Downs history has done extremely well with two-year-olds. Yeah, it's right about 20 two-year-old stakes wins for Howard Belvoir. Dutton by nine, John rattled off those fractions, 44 flat to the half going six and a half. And we've always talked as well, as many handicappers do, boy, six and a half furlongs, not easy for your debut. Yeah, and now he is shortening to six. Excuse me, on Friday. and But, John, what do you make of the fact that with John's on point, you know, it was 8-5, to five and now they're adding blinkers, they've gelded him, so they're kind of pulling out all the stops here, it looks like. Uh, you know, and he was super impressive his first start, as you know. He, he didn't really break that sharp that day when he broke his maiden, was able to uh, 
you know, take the lead. And, you know, pretty much five furlongs, and we know the two-year-old races, those couldn't be decided going either into the turn or out of the turn for sure. And I think last time he just kind of found himself in a bad position. He broke slow out of the gate. I had him one and a half length slow. You'll see that in the trip notes. And that just put him in a bad spot. And then after he got thrown a 44 half mile coming back two weeks off his maiden win, I think he had a right just kind mm-hmm. of to pitch in the towel. Now we've had, you know, a little more time between races. And as Vince mentioned, we're getting um, blinkers and, the, the, you know, he's being gelded also. So, We'll see what he does. I mean, he showed enough talent in his first race that I think he, he definitely has to be considered the main threat in this race just based off that first race. And it'll be interesting to see if he's able to break sharply and then maybe take the lead over Dutton, which, you know, Dutton drawn outside gives him every advantage. But at least if he can get to the lead, that might give him a chance to upset Dutton. Although I imagine as we talk, Dutton's going to be a pretty strong favorite. Yeah. And, uh, John has mentioned so lucky over the years as being really a fast two-year-old, which he was, state champion, won four out of five, his only loss in the Godstein Futurity. He ran second and got hooked uh, for six furlongs in that race uh, first route. Um, does uh, Did Dutton's career debut, did that match up with your speed figures for uh, some of the things so lucky did a few years ago? Um, I don't think they're comparable yet. And the reason is, as we talked, the, the six and a half is – his figure off the six and a half doesn't really give him justice on what, you know, visually how impressive he was. Cause I remember so lucky started at much shorter distances and he did earn speed figures that if he had continued and, you know, had normal three hold improvement um, would have been super impressive, but you know, that didn't happen. But in Dutton's case, we'll see what he does the Friday. That's going to give me a much better uh, handle on maybe where he has compared to so lucky at his point in his career. I, I think the fact that he went as fast as he did, um, you know, obviously he's very, very talented. And the final time on that was okay. I mean, it was a good time, but it's not, I don't think, I don't remember so lucky's buyer figures um, offhand, but I'm guessing they were in the, the upper 70s when he was a two-year-old. So we, we'll see if Dutton can improve off that race, which he should, and uh, maybe come close to so lucky's numbers. Dutton is by Nusito. And uh, Nusito, uh, from his limited crop, unfortunately, Nusito passed uh, just after the first year he bred mares. Um, but, boy, he's got Dutton, and he also has Sunshine that Sunshine Beach, Sunshine. a filly who looks fairly promising. Very impressive uh, victory from her in her most recent start. So, okay, John, uh, great stuff. Uh, the mile history for another year, but a lot of racing going on at Emerald Downs, Washington Cup, Godstein Futurity coming up as well. And uh, we always uh, point people to trip notes at emeralddowns.com for some great handicapping info. And we shall see you at the track, sir. Yes, thanks. Thanks for uh, having me on today, and we'll see you on Friday. Thanks, John. John Lindley joining us on Horse Racing Northwest. Just does a fantastic job. And I've always said, John, you know, you you maybe make a winning wager on a horse, and boy, uh, you know, wow, that horse is good to you, and you like it. But uh, John is just so darn objective, which yeah. is, in the long run, is the way to be. And you know yeah. what else he's got, Joe, that a lot of good handicappers uh, share is accurate recall. You yeah. know, he remembers stuff, <laughs> and, right. it, and it's on point. You look it up, and he recalls uh, the numbers and everything very accurately. That's right. That's part of being objective, which uh, has helped him, and he's been a credit to the game here in Washington. really has. Okay, uh, time for some picks on Horse Racing Northwest. Once again, uh, we'll say it again, Friday, Sunday, 2 p.m., this week at Emerald Downs. Wednesday's card moved to Friday. 
the 18th, September 18th, 2 p.m. And Thursday's card, originally scheduled for September 17th at 5. Thursday's card has been moved to Sunday, September 20th at 2 p.m. So Friday and Sunday, 2 p.m. for live racing at Emerald Downs. Again, we're open for full card simulcasting Wednesday through Sunday. Who do you like Vince Brune on uh, Friday? Well, we should mention last week, didn't we suggest everyone oh. do a, a place parlay on all of our horses, if <laughs> I recall right. right? No, actually, we all, all four of the horses we picked, Joe, finished second. Yeah, you had... Uh, um, Go ahead and uh, awesome, awesome slate on Wednesday. Kind of grinded up and just missed, and then uh, ran a good race, boy. He he's was a solid uh, horse. He kept coming. Yeah. He got beat by Mirror Image, who's really sharp, and then uh, legitimate legitimate cause. cause, who just missed by a head in the opener on Thursday. And you had Naval Escort, who ran a real nice second at ten to one. Yeah, he he uh, Jose Zanino got him uh, mid pack rather than way out of it. As he'd been in his first two starts, of course, he was coming off that stakes placing. And, uh, yeah, he ran a really good race. First-time starter beat him. Uh, Jeff Metz's impressive debut runner won the race. But Naval Escort second at 10-1. to 1. And then uh, I did go with five-star general on. Who we haven't uh, talked a lot about and ran a really good second. Uh, he did. For he was Glenn Todd, North American Thoroughbred Horse Company. Easily second best. Yeah. Glenn Todd said afterwards uh, if he could really second guess himself maybe because of papa's golden boy as you mentioned on, earlier on the the cast here that uh, the fractions were a little softer than we might have imagined from yeah. him and five-star general could have been part of those uh pretty easily and been around at the end but uh that's the way they ran the 85th long acres mile another twist of fate won it so let's go to uh, this week and uh so I already picked my horse for um, Friday. It's unlimited data plan because that race was scheduled oh, for Wednesday. Right. So sixth race on Friday. It's a two-year-old filly maiden race. Maiden claiming is $15,000, five and a half. It's a good-sized field. Unlimited data plan, four to one. This will be her fifth start. She ran second at 15000 the only time she was on this level. Uh Beaten well behind Sunshine Beach, but boy, you go to emeralddowns.com, watch that re replay, the sixth race on September 2nd, and that was better than look from the two holes. She broke a little slowly, had traffic all the way, and then really ran out of room in the stretch, and uh, yeah. Well, from my observation, and Ms. Lynn came off that race to win. To win, yeah. All Friday, uh, I will go to race 10. This is also a maiden race. This is a 5,000 maiden claimer, three-year-olds and up, which is the basement here. I like number eight, drop your buffs, seven to two on the morning line. Did wake up last time on the, on the drop down to our lowest claiming level, maiden claimers, and overcame a slow break. And still finished a clear second behind Brett, uh, who returned and ran a good second against winners. There are some other horses in here who are going to take some money, including another one of those George Rosales imports from Golden Gate that have just been deadly this year. Um, but that's okay. So I think the price should be okay. Drop your buffs uh, now at the right level, it seems, number eight, seven to two in uh, race 10 on Friday. Okay, very good, Vince. Drop your buffs. And let's go to Sunday. Again, we have rescheduled from uh, Thursday, September 17th to Sunday, September 20th. First race at 2 p.m. on Sunday. 
Are you ready to pick on Sunday? I will. I'll okay. go to, to uh, race five, another maiden special weight here, three-year-old filly, six and a half furlongs, suddenly winning the outside horse number seven at six to one on the morning line. This is the full younger sister of Spot On, who's two to one favorite in a feature race this week for fillies and mares. Suddenly winning, she had pretty good speed in her debut, uh, which was a race won by her stablemate, Cascade Dancer. Not sure where the speed went last time out. She was a bit wide, but drawn outside, I think she offers fair value at 6-1. to one. Barn does really good with these type of horses. So I think suddenly winning looks like a good shot here in race 5 on Sunday. Suddenly winning the 5th on Sunday. And she is in that maiden special weight at 6.5. I'm going to go to race number 8. This is a 3-year-old sprint at 6.5 furlongs. We have several horses coming out of the Emerald Downs run Muckleshoot Derby here on September 3rd. So they're coming back in two weeks. And Vinny from Dixie, from me, uh, Vince, uh, four to one on your morning line. Uh, he had those two blowout. Let's face it, he's a better horse than he was at two. He ran a couple races at Grants Pass last fall and had a non-effort in his debut here. But uh, those two big blowout sprint wins at a lower level. But he was in the Derby, and mm -hmm. he... Uh, had a little bit of a rough start there. He lost a little ground right at the start. And for a horse that maybe was predicted to show some tactical speed, that didn't help him. Um, he made a really nice long move going around the far turn. He stuck his neck into second. Now, the, the running yeah. line does not show yeah, that. I just right. watched the replay again. He had his neck in front for second behind the big leader, Gold Crusher. And he just tired a little bit late. But, you know, we're going a mile and a sixteenth there off couple of sprints and against top company he's back to a sprint for trainer jesse velasquez juan gutierrez happens to be up today because alex and i understandably so is sticking with stan too who he just won on but uh vinnie from dixie uh, i like him yeah this year. it's the, the like you said the derby run was good and the two races before that he came away from those fields and he is an improving three-year-old the barn has been really going well jesse velasquez barn it has hasn't it it sure has and uh Emily's yeah. gold i picked him twice earlier <laughs> now yeah, i get off I, him and now he's winning i like, know the feeling of that oh, yeah boy. where you jump off the bandwagon a little too too short the uh you know, there's four horses coming out of the Muckleshoot Derby in that race, so it'll effort. be pretty interesting. You good know. race. Yeah. Again, so. 2 o'clock on Sunday, racing at Emerald Downs, and the Seahawks kick off at 5.20, so you can get in some great Emerald Downs action. What do you like in that Seahawks game, Joe? I like the Seahawks a lot. Their passing game uh, is really good. Uh, Russell sure is. Wilson is... He's, he's in set the top for a monster two. year, yeah. It's hard to put anybody ahead of Patrick Mahomes, but Russell Wilson is fantastic. DK Metcalf, an emerging receiver. Uh, Tyler Lockett, already really good. Tight ends. Wilson, they can they can ask him to do anything, and he can do it. And, uh, yeah. you know, Chris Carson's back. Uh, defense, they gave up a lot of yards, but that was those uh, come-from-behind yards from Matt Ryan. Right. What do you think of Cam Newton with New England? I, I think the book's still out on them. I don't think, you know, he's going to be a runner all year long. He might take uh, some good chances like that. He had a really good first game on the ground. But that team could could be anything from middle to lower in Tough my read, yeah. point of view. Uh, New England, I'm not looking for them. To I, I did notice Bill Belichick, and he's, like, we all know he's a stoic, but he went on at length about his admir admiration for Russell Wilson the other day, and it was just kind of interesting to hear because you could tell he was very sincere about, I bet he was. about how, how great a quarterback he has become. Yeah, I'm bullish on the Hawks this year for sure. Russell Wilson is... 
Uh, yeah, he is going to just keep that team at a, he's not going to take no for an answer this year. So I like the Hawks. All right. Okay. That's a horse racing Northwest podcast for this week at Emerald Downs. A little schedule change due to, unfortunately, some uh, misfortunes, uh, environmentally and air quality bad. So we have switched from Wednesday, Thursday to Friday, Sunday, this week, 2 p.m. start. We've said that enough, and uh, hope you follow Emerald Downs and Horse Racing Northwest. Thank you.